Hello, beautiful light bulb souls. This is Trisha Barker. Thank you so much for your attendance at the second annual online near-death experience summit. If you missed it this Sunday, there will be a replay link to purchase through the University of Heaven, and I will leave that link below. Also, thank you to everyone who has purchased my book, either through Audible or ebook or paperback. It means so much to hear from readers and to hear your journey with spirituality and with healing and with some of the issues that my book brings up in education and in other walks of life. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This is a remake of some of my YouTube videos that I've uploaded to the podcast format because I know that many people do enjoy not using data and listening to podcasts. So it's great to connect with you and may you be blessed. Hello, beautiful lifeful souls. My name is Trisha Barker, and I'm so happy to be here with, with Chris Batts, a near-death experiencer, and Peter Panagor, who has been on my channel several times before. I really am excited about Chris's story because I don't I hope you don't mind me telling your age. Is it okay? No. <laughs> yeah. Chris is 30, and I think that millennials really need to be engaged in this conversation about near-death experiences and really understand how much the other side can participate in our lives and offer us healing. And I think Chris has an amazing story, just a truly amazing story and one of great healing. So thank you for being here, Peter, and thank you for being here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and my first question really to you is just, if you don't mind, just telling us your story, not too much of the backstory, but really just that point where you left this world and you started interacting in the other world so you can give a little bit of background about your experience yes okay <laughs> um well just long story short it was a life of like a hard childhood that's what that's basically what it came from as a childhood and um years of being depressed and suicidal i've not much of a talker i'm a doer so instead of like going to talk to someone, I decided I'll just take care of it myself. And I killed myself. And um, that's and, how I had my near-death experience. And you were in a car, right? I was what, a, what happened? So what was I your was the, mental state? At this point, I was planning my suicide already. And um, I was about a few months was just planning. And um, I was with a friend of mine and I was in her car. So... I was on the phone with my mother who I haven't spoken to in years. So I told, she told, she called me to tell me my, her, my grandma gave her my number to wish me happy birthday or whatever. Her main reason to call me was to tell me that that's not, I'm not her, that she's not my mom and she doesn't love me. Whoa. Yeah. And don't claim me. I'm not your mom. I don't want you and all that. As I'm planning suicide already. So that kind of oh. made me more encouraged. So during that exact conversation, I said, F you, and I threw the phone out the window of the car, my, and my friend was in the um, driver's seat, I'm in the passenger seat, so I throw the phone out the window, open the door, and then all I remember is, boom, the back of my head hitting the concrete. <sighs> so, and for those of you who have watched my channel, I know that um, suicide is something that people often ask 
people a lot about. So, I mean, you have kind of a heavy responsibility, I think, just yes. from all the people who contact you yes. and are feeling suicidal. Yes. Um, what did you, did you think it would just be over? Did you think your yes. life would just be done? It yes. would just be blackness? Yes, that's or, why I did it. Really? That's you just wanted the end? Yes. And what did you find instead? I found the complete opposite because as soon as I, I'm in this void and then I hear from God, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to get it now. <laughs> I, um, I'm thinking that what I was told from religion, religion teaches you, do as I say or you're going to burn in hell. And that's what I thought I was. But at this point, I didn't care. I just wanted to get away from what I was going through then. I'm like, hell couldn't be as bad as what I'm going through now. So what ended up happening was God is telling me, um, the exact words was, I am God. Yes, I am real. Yes, angels are real. They're a gift for me. Mm -hmm. And then he asked me if I wanted to meet him. I said, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't believe any of that stuff existed. I just thought it was God, devil, you die, you go to hell if you sin, and then you go to heaven if you don't sin. That was my understanding. Right, right. And so, I do kind of want to bring Peter into this conversation, too, because... You know, I grew up in an evangelical home, and I heard that message, too. I And I even sat in some funerals where I heard a minister say, your son killed himself. He overdosed with drugs. He's burning in hell right now. I'm so sorry for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a as a reverend, what what's your take on well, you know, that? I'm, I'm shocked that somebody would say such a thing uh, to a grieving family and to have the lack of compassion and empathy to cause further damage, emotional and uh, psychological damage to those who are already in pain. Yeah. So that's just a terrible approach to, uh, for a clergy person to take to try to help the family heal in a right. totally tragic situation. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that it's not even the truth. It's, because not, <laughs> it's not even the truth. It's not. What, even, what did you right? experience you know, like in this realm? Did you start seeing uh, <laughs> immediately as soon as you're out of body? Did you see yourself? What did you begin to see? Well, I didn't see myself. I just, the first thing, it was just this void. And that's when God, I felt God. You felt that supreme being. You knew it was God. You just know. And um, I felt worthless. Like I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, why are you talking to me? Oh. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. You came to take me to hell. That's what I'm thinking because of what I was told. I was so brainwashed that I'm headed for hell. But he, I felt him. As crazy as it sounds, I felt him give me a hug. Oh. Like, I felt him get down to his knee and give me a hug. Oh. And I'm like, wait, why are you doing this for me? I don't even deserve to be here right now. You're talking to me. Do you know how I've done some stupid things in life? So, what all he tells me is, no, I want you now, like you are now. So then I asked him, well, what's something, when I, if I go back, would you want me to tell people? And he said, tell everybody that I love them. So that's all he wanted me to do is tell everybody that he loves them. And I felt like I could do that. And that is like the essential message we heard Mary Neal speaking earlier today. And every, like the core that runs through every religion is love. Mm -hmm. And the core that runs through every, every important thing that I learned in heaven is love. So you've Same kind of here. crystallized it. Same here. And, and being unworthy to receive the love, mm -hmm. I had that experience too. You did? I did. I was not worthy to receive the love because the power of the divine was so eternally overwhelming. Yes. What am I to be receptive of this? And then I was told, you're beloved. 
Yes. Just like everybody's beloved. It's so much love, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. I know. I didn't I felt like all the cracks and wounds within me were being healed in that moment. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. that there was so much love. And I was yes. like, I've never felt Why? this before. <laughs> like, what in Why the world me? is this? Like, I'm loved, I'm held, I'm supported. But me, at my point, I'm thinking, instead of realizing I'm loved, I'm more asking why. And I felt horrible for being loved because of what I was told. So oh. my main thing was like, why me? Why you love me? I'm, oh. I'm not supposed to be anything. I That's deserve how I hell. I deserve hell. Yes. Even though I knew I was always like, I always tried to treat people good. I always, you know, but like I said, it's just I was so brainwashed that I wasn't good enough. So what happened next in your experience? I, then I see my guardian angels, they, like that, they just appear. So one on this side, one on this side, and this one on this side asks me if I want to go or stay. Then the one on my right side tells me that I have a lot to do for so many people. And was it communicated like all at once? Did it feel like telepathy or did it feel like a conversation? It's all telepathy up here. Everything I was thinking, they answered right back, right away. So I didn't ask audibly. I just, like that, I, it was through their mind. And I remember I looked at this angel right here because he had like this red flannel shirt with the sleeves rolled up to his elbows. And he was like really buff. And I was like, dude, I'm going to the gym when I it was insane. I was like, this dude is jacked, man. I'm like, yeah. So, um, and he, this guy is telling me that you're loved. I love you. You're good enough. And I'm like, I thought you were going to kill me or something, but no, it was completely opposite. And so did they give you like some idea of what you would be doing or did All they, give they told you me was that you got a lot to do for so many people. And after that, they told me empty your mind of everything that you ever know. And I'm gonna, we're gonna teach you what you need to know. But this part didn't come until I was in the hospital and I was trying to learn how to walk and talk again. Because mm. I couldn't talk and I couldn't walk on my own. So let's get there. So you were with the angels for a time and did they, did you give us, get a sense of when you're going back in your body or did you get more They told me to look down at my body. Because they, they read my mind and they knew I needed proof. I'm always doubting everything. I have trust issues. Anybody that knows me knows I have trust issues. They tell me to look down, and I did. They say, look down again. I'm like, yeah, I look down. They're like, no, look down again. You need to see this is real. So you can go back and tell people. So I look at my body just on the ground. I'm like, wait, how am I here? And it was like in the air, and there's like this little cloud. If I would have crossed it, I wouldn't have came back. So hmm. they're telling me. They're even asking me, do I want to go or stay? Mm -hmm. They left They left the decision up to me. So I'm like, wait, you're telling me I killed myself. And you're telling me that I have a choice whether <laughs> to go or stay. Still, that's how much love it is. So some told me to go back. And they said, okay, before you go back, we just really want you to see your body. So here's the paramedics over my body. And it's kind of like a camera, like kind of zoomed in. And I seen it. And they looked down with me. Then I looked back up at both of them, and they said, we don't want, that's not what we want. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go back. So before that, they were just telling me, a lot of stuff's going to change, and I'm not going to see things the same, which they were right. And they, like I said, a few days later in the hospital, that's when they told me, empty my mind of everything I've ever known. So they were still with you? Oh, yeah. To that, and ever since then, that's, even seeing them in person, I have proof. 
So I said, well, you guys, please don't ever leave. Like, <laughs> stay here forever so I don't have to question anything anymore. So even now to this day, if I have questions, I ask them. They tell me things they want me to know. I ask them for advice about every single thing. And I love that about your story. That's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, and we'll definitely get to that because I think it's so helpful for people to realize they can call on angels for anything. Yes, anything. literally. You think you're limited, <laughs> but it's not limited. You can literally ask them every single thing. So when did you did you feel yourself being shoved back into your body? Did it happen nope. before? So nope, you were in just... a coma? Or what's quick? Just quick. I like when I, when they looked at me and I said I'm going back. I woke up in the hospital and I they they said I was gone for a few days. I was asleep for a few days. That's oh, what wow. they told me. That's what like, the nurses. Uh -huh, that's what the nurses told me. Because as soon as I opened my eyes, I seen a nurse and they said the miracle. He's up. He's woke. Mm -hmm. They said we we thought you were gone. Of course I was in ICU. You know. Mm -hmm. right. Of course you know. And the only thing in my mind, I didn't know I died. I just seen Jello, and I'm like Jello. <laughs> I was like, can I eat this? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I was like, it's mine, like all mine. Oh, interesting. So, did you have any memory while you're in that coma, or there was just like nope. nothing from that seeing your body? No, the moment? it wasn't until I got transferred from ICU to a regular room. The next day, I got transferred to another room. I had a, there was no nurses in there at this time. So I was just by myself. Then it hit me. Did your family show up and different people? Of no, course, no. no. The thing is, mm -hmm. one of the only family members I keep in touch with is one is one of my aunts. And oh. I told my friend, you better not ever call her. They said, why? I said, because she doesn't care. Don't tell her nothing. Mm -hmm. That's how it was. So I was, like I said, alone. But when like my angels were there, I felt like, I wasn't alone anymore. And you're not. And that's something that's, you know, like even in the worst of families, even in the worst of situations, even when someone seems to die alone, they always have their angels with them. And they yes. always have that other side present with them. And I think that's so comforting when you know it. Yes. You know, when you know you're not alone. Yeah. You're <laughs> by yourself, but you're far from alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you... Um, well, first I want to talk a little bit about your recovery and just kind of lead people through that. So you had a lot to recover from, and how did you do that? Did you keep in contact with the angels throughout Oh, that? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. And um, I remember being wheelchaired out of the hospital, and I looked at the concrete, and it just was like an instant replay of that boom that hit the back of my head as soon as I seen the concrete. And that's when I looked up at the sky, and I said, wait, I was lied to. Mm. I said, and that's when it all started coming back to me. I'm like, oh, I did meet my angels. Cause I started getting memory back and stuff like that. Then I, I still wasn't able to taste at this point. I couldn't really smell or taste, but I remembered. And so that's all I want is to remember what happened. And until maybe a couple of days after that, I was trying to like talk and I couldn't cause my tongue was stuck to my mouth. And then that's when in the back of my mind, just said, empty your mind of everything you've ever known. We're going to teach you everything. Huh. And we're going to teach you how to walk, how to talk. how to, We're going to teach you everything that you need to know. And I have a little bit of knowledge of that from healing my back. But so they've guided you through the whole the healing The whole thing. Process. I have seen no professional. It was really? just every ounce of advice, every ounce mm -hmm. of everything was all and them. What are some of the things you did? Well, um, like, I would just 
okay, it sounds crazy, but I would have certain dreams of things I of dreams I had about when I was little, and all the stuff that happened added up. So I started remembering. I got my memory back. So then at that point, I asked them. I said, "Well, help me out here. I'm gonna try to walk. Help me out." And then I made a joke. I'm like, "So if I'm drunk, would you guys like walk with me? <laughs> if I can't walk?" And they're like, "Who else would do it?" And I'm like, "Oh, you guys are cool." So that's when I start seeing. You can like literally tell them everything. So I've decided to drink, but. You know, I said, just in case. <laughs> they said, yeah, we yes, we would be there. Yeah, it reminds me of the Bible verse. Like, if I go to the farthest oceans, mm -hmm. you're there. If I travel the, yeah. the farthest winds, you'll be there. So God is with us. Yes. His messengers yes. are with us. Through literally everything. The most alcoholic person, the most drug-addicted person, they're always mm -hmm. loved by God. And God doesn't see them any different. Mm. Not because of what they've done and who no, they are, no. but because of the love itself. Yes. So I, I'm guessing that your experience was similar to mine, is that your unworthiness didn't matter because you were beloved. Yes. Because God is love. That, like, that was the reason that you were healed. But you know what I felt from God? It was so much love that it made him sad. Mm. That the fact that I didn't know mm. that I was loved. And there's mm. many people mm -hmm. who don't know. And it's not the fact that, see, my religion, the Baptist church and all that stuff, they teach you that God is angry and he's angry at everybody. The thing, the thing is, sometimes you, you can tell he's unhappy, but it's not because of what they call sin. It's more like there's so many people that don't know and people, they don't know that he loves them. So he wants them to know. And if you tell them, they're not going to believe you. Oh, do you think that that's part of our mission? You know, like the two of you, I yes, think part yes. of it's part of mine. It's mine. It's mine. To remind people mm -hmm. that they are loved, mm -hmm. you know, like the totality of it. Yeah, in the deepest sorrow that you ever go through, in your toughest times, you're loved, in your happiest times, you're loved, in every moment of your life, you're loved. And if you know that, then you just want to give it away. Like, you know, that's all you want to do is you just want others to know. Yeah. Especially when when I was in like God's presence and I didn't see His face. Angels, I seen them. I seen their face. They were big, eight feet, nine feet. But God, I didn't see Him. I know it would have been too powerful, but I felt Him and heard Him. You know. And um, one thing I asked, I said, "What's the biggest thing you want me to do when I go back?" The only thing He said is, "Go tell everyone I love them." Hmm. That's it. I feel like we should get some signs after this and like just go hold them. I want loved. The only the only thought in my mind, I saw what I wanted to do. I wanted to run around my whole city and say, God loves you. God, it's okay, God loves you. You know? Oh, I know. I was saying earlier that we need a near death experience bus that travels around the country, like and we give God readings and, and we just God loves you. Over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So that was the biggest message from your near-death experience. But I love the communication. So now, six years after your near-death experience, do you still feel them as strongly, the guardian angels? Do you still stay in contact with Strong. them? I feel them stronger than ever. And mm. what's, what's something that people come to you a lot and ask about connecting with angels? Or what's some of the best advice that you can give people who don't see angels? 
what are angels like? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> really, Jack. Do they, do they have Do they have emotions? Do they Do they Do they love people? Do they hate? Do you think they were like me? Like, Aww. yeah. And I always tell them like this. I say they. Of course, they like you. They love you. Mm. It's not like you're not good enough for people. Just because they love me doesn't mean, and they're my angels doesn't mean that they're not gonna love you. Mm-hmm. The same way, it's more like yes, you can. It's the the spiritual realm is so much different than. It's hard to explain. There's not so many rules in the spiritual realm. Then, this life they teach you well. We can't say this because it's mine, right? Well, this is my angel, so they're probably not gonna love that one. You can't talk to my angel because it's my <laughs> angel. It's it's not like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's so many of them too. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I talk about it a lot. Once someone asked me a few years after my near death experience, do you still see angels? And I was like, oh no. And then I don't. And then I looked up and I saw them everywhere on a sidewalk. And I saw two around many people. Mm-hmm. And I saw discarnate beings, ghosts. And I saw there's yeah. like so many beings everywhere. <laughs> and I Let was... me tell you, I started seeing shadows oh, the yeah. beginning. Because I think what it is, God will put something on you to see. Just start by little. Like, you know how you might give a little kindergartner a graham cracker? <laughs> like a piece of the graham cracker? They eat mm-hmm. that, you'll give them more and more so they can handle the whole thing. That's what it was. I start seeing shadows running by, or I might see one sitting here on top of a building, or there might be a snake on top of it. It, it just depends on what it is. And I said, don't show me that. <laughs> it's freaking me out. And I never seen them yeah. again after that. Yeah. But I know they're there. I just, I don't see them. I know. So I got that split second vision where I saw them clear as day, as if they were just people walking around. Some were larger. And I was like, okay, God, thank you. I can't I can't yeah, handle that. That would no. get really confusing. That <laughs> might be just talking to this like invisible being to most people. You know, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> just the beginning. <laughs> That's take this thing slow. Okay. Yeah. We want to take things slow, but the way they say it, it's like, no, you don't have time to take it slow. There's people dying every day mm-hmm. who don't know. Like, you have to do this now. The way I was told, like, go, go, go. It was like urgent. Yeah, so there's an urgency like, to do this times. now. Do this now. And I think your generation, so millennials, being young and being kind of disconnected from spirituality, uh, you know, like there's there's meditation apps and there's guided meditation apps, but this there isn't the searching perhaps that goes into spirituality at older ages. So what do you think is the best way to connect with people who are younger and, and feel immortal? You know, like you're gonna live forever when you're young. To, be, to be honest, I think, in my opinion, mm. I kind of have to disagree. Really? Yeah. I think more of the older, older, like, generation, it's harder to get through to them with spirituality because mm. their minds are already set. Oh. They already have the older, like, grandma, all those people, they already have their mindset. Hmm. The younger generation, at least, it'll be a little easier to get through to them because they'll be like, wait. Because those are the ones who mainly ask me, like, can you tell me about your angels or... Hey, ask your angel something for me or something like that. Like, really? So do you, um, I, I think I saw in one of your videos, like they even give you dating tips, angels? Everything, that- yeah. dating <laughs> tips? I learned a whole lot. I learned a whole lot. So what's some of the dating you, tips? Even I learned a whole lot about women. I learned a lot about women, period, just because through them. Really? Like, I kid you not. A lot of stuff they taught me and I learned like, oh, this really, this is true. It works. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give me an example. <laughs> okay. One thing they did tell me was, um, women are, the, one of the first things I ever learned from them was women are completely 
wired differently than men. Yeah. I didn't really understand. I'm like, no, they're human. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're all true, human. True. But they're like, no, yeah. they're women. You have to be gentle with them. But what if they're mean? It's like, they're women. You have to be a little more gentle with them because they're women. So I'm like, all right, I guess. So then one other thing they also told me was, I'm going to give my whole, my tips away. I told them, <laughs> I'm like, what the, so one thing they told me was uh, they like confident guys. And I was like, really? And they said, yeah. They said they like confident guys. Not too much. But they need to know you're sure of yourself. And I'm like, is this real? Does this really work? They're like, yeah. But at least enough confidence so that they could be humble to someone else. You know? Mm-hmm. Not to where they think they're better than everybody else. But not they don't but not exactly not exactly like have the lowest self esteem about yourself either. Confident so like, but not arrogant. Yes. Yeah. Like that. Interesting. Yeah. And that's that's mm-hmm. also like being loved by God too, just knowing that you're fine mm-hmm. as you are and that And that's exactly, exactly so. what it has a lot to do with God. Mm-hmm. Especially okay, women are a lot closer to God than men are. Oh, why do you say that? Because I th- you know what? To be honest with you, I think the Bible. Um, as much as I hate that book, I think I think the, there's part of it of the Bible that they said man was made first and then women, which it kind of makes sense now, because it's like, okay, a man was here first, right? Then God goes, okay, now I'm gonna make you someone special. I'm gonna specially make you something like close to angels almost. I'm gonna call her a woman, and there's gonna be plenty of them. They're gonna have babies, something that guys can't do, you know? Or yeah. Or they can, or they might think, they might be able to t- take a whole lot more mentally and like spiritually. It's, it kind of amazes me how, like, even some women stay with the same guy for years and years and years, tortured, and they're just like, oh, I love him, I love him. You know, I'm so emotional. God's emotional. Hmm. So, when, you know, I mean, God's more emotional. And so are women. So it's more like it, it started making sense to me. Well, it's interesting that you say that because we are two different, um, well, men and women are different. And so talking mm-hmm. is so important. So communication yeah. is like the way to understand one another. And I think that, you know, that's a big push in education and counseling in so many different areas. And it's interesting that your angels are giving you communication to help you understand differences and communicate differently. Yeah. Like in one of my videos I did, I actually said that, uh, I, I compared it to a guy might be driving and he's with his girlfriend and the girl's like, oh babe, look at this guy, he's like homeless on the street. And then guy's like, oh, he'll be all right. And they're like, but don't you feel bad? Like, they've kind of like have more of a conscience than guys, guys kind of more like brush it off and keep going, but they'll be like, we should help him, let's get him a bottle of water or something like that. It's just, it's completely different. But they're closer to God like that because that's something God would do. Interesting. Well, and you know, that brings up a, a, a deep topic, really, but you know, like when young boys are raised, they see their mom and they're like, I'm not like mom, so I don't have to be like mom. I don't have to take care of everyone. And then girls see mom and they're like, oh, I have to take care of everyone. And yes. so they have a different yeah. um, socialization, yeah, you know, where they come from. And so there's... You know, there's that element too. And then it's tiring. You're like, oh God, I don't want to take care of everyone. <laughs> you know, like that, yeah. that sounds horrible. And so God takes care of everyone. So I kind of see where you're going from. Yeah. So it's like this mentality they have more of, common. of caretaking yeah. is sometimes associated yes. more so with women and, and creation. So do and you I feel like, you're more of a caretaker yourself now? I mean, is, is, has your experience given you more compassion toward those um, made you more feminine, so to speak? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you, I really know my feminine side, but at the same time, when you really know your feminine side, you know your man side, your male side, sure. as protector. Yeah. So you can yeah. also hold those down, because that's the man's job, to be a protector. Amen to that. Like, so there's a lot of, you know, and this is where, like, men and women can become stereotypes. You mm -hmm. know, like, there can be the super feminine woman yeah. who has no protective spirits, right. you know, like... And then men can be so in touch with their feelings and so nice, but they don't protect anyone. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's where it's right. too much. There's like yeah. a such thing as too much. Mm -hmm. You have to know, like you have to know who you are. You have to be sure. That yeah. way you'll know who, how to understand someone else. So it's like when I found out who I was, I started understanding, every, you know, I wasn't so like bitter towards like if a girl would make me mad or something. I was more like, all right, she's a girl. <laughs> I got it. That's cool, you know, but I'm more of like, I think guys are meant to be more protectors. That's so you can't be, you can't have like a low self-esteem about yourself and not, you know, kind of like be down on yourself all the time and not think anything of yourself and then go protect a woman. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And the woman alone already needs a man that that's strong, like male to protect her, you know, because she's so emotional. Maybe she needs that strong, like structure. You know, just like a guy might need that strong structure in God. And did I hear that your angels also give you like workout tips and tips about eating and what? Are they that involved in your life? <laughs> they have a sense of humor. Really? Yeah. And I know it was then because one day I was making sandwich. No, I was make, I was eating a microwave pizza online, and um, <laughs> it was a microwavable pizza. I put the pizza right, kind of like at the edge. I'm kind of OCD. I don't like stuff at the edge in case it falls. So I pushed it away from the edge. All of a sudden, the same plate ends up on the floor. <laughs> and I knew who it was. I said, really? I just put this in the microwave. So I made a sandwich. So then after that, they just told me, why don't you eat the sandwich because it's healthier? Uh -huh. So I was like, all right, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so Chris, do you think that your angels tell you things that help you in the context of, of, of your life, of the way that you no. understand yourself? No. They helped me understand, see, this is the thing. I guess it was meant for me not to have my mom, not to have my dad, all that stuff, and kind of to always be alone. That way I could start from scratch. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to compare it to, like, I don't have to compare anything. So when I'm learning, it's a lot easier for them to tell me something. Instead of mm -hmm. me like, well, my dad told me this, or I learned this. It's more like, well, no one's ever taught me, so, hmm. you know, so that's how it is. So I think the stuff they tell me, it's more so I can tell everybody else. Not necessarily just to help me, but it's something that I need to tell everybody else that doesn't know. Interesting. So when you talk when you talk to your, your pals, your men friends, if you have them, um, and that you hang out with these guys who talk to you about your angels and you tell them about your dating tips, how do they respond to, to that? To be honest with you, I've lost quite a few friends. Sandy <laughs> no, will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. I will. So, yeah, but I mean, far as male friends, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I'll tell them certain things and they'll say, well, how did you know that? I'll be like, I don't. Yeah, my I angels told me and they're like, No, yeah. if I say that, I'm crazy. So I just say, oh, <laughs> right. no, I just say, like, I just tell them, like, certain tips and they say, okay, well, that's, how'd you know that? Or something like that. Interesting. Or, like, I might even, like, I'll be like, you see how that girl looked at you? Yeah, how'd you know? She's looking right at you. Well, how'd you know it's me? <laughs> or we might even, like, well, I say I would go to the club with them or something. And this is before my NDE. I didn't even know anything about like being awakened. I just felt it, you know? 
and they'll be like, my friends were the ones that will always go up to like the wrong girls and like the ones in groups. And I'm like, leave them alone. Maybe they want to dance with their girls right now. Well, how do you know? Because they didn't look at you. They didn't look <laughs> back at you when you looked at them. Oh, you're right. And it just so happens every now and then, if I would look at like a girl, like whatever I was interested in, and then they would look back at me and I would, okay, maybe they'll give me the okay. Maybe go ask her to dance. I'm going to wait for the right time. Most of the, I, about 95, 90, 95% of the time, they came to me. Hmm. Either it was you want to dance or they just grabbed me. It was either one. Interesting. So, oh, what are your angels saying to you about getting your message out? So, you, you came here to IANS and this was kind of just, you know, it all happened. It was yeah. meant to happen. Do you think that that helps you in some way to have more confidence to go back into your your town and, and uh, spread more of this word? Of it gives me more confidence to keep doing what I'm doing. Like, as far as, like, videos and all that stuff. Because I was at a questionable part, right? Like, because I was under spirit, like, spiritual attack. One of my videos, I even brought it up. Like, something that happens when you're in a spiritual realm. You start doing good. Certain bad stuff starts happening to you sometimes. It's spiritual attack. Because evil does exist. And there are evil people. There are evil, like, spirits out there that don't want you to do good. So when they see you're doing good, they try to ruin that. And I was almost there just by saying after conference I'm done but obviously I'm not the way I've um and I'm still growing in my understanding it'll be interesting to see how you think about this but when I'm in a, a state of just bliss and love and total alignment with God and not fear in any way then I don't even feel any attack like I'm so aligned with mm -hmm. that light but if my self-esteem gets knocked around or if I go through something kind of difficult then I'm a little more weakened and I don't even know sometimes if it's a negative attack or if I just hear people's thoughts, you know, judgmental thoughts of me. I don't know, you know, exactly what it is. But I do feel that in weakened states, I'm more vulnerable to That's when they come. Attacks. That's when they're going to come. Mm -hmm. but, I'm in the same boat, and uh, my defense against that is meditation. Oh. And so when I'm feeling weakened by circumstances, when I'm under attack, I dive ever deeper inside myself because that's where I access uh, the divine. Not because I'm special, but because everybody has this opening inside them that reaches back into heaven. And, it's, and so I, 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 I refocus myself, and there I find my strength inside. It might not change the circumstance I'm in. Right. And I might still be getting attacked, but uh, it gives me the strength to endure, maybe the strength to think about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah, nature and meditation can nature. read align mm -hmm. me in mm -hmm. certain ways and mm -hmm. when you're in that place do you do something like that go inward or what I do like you said nature sometimes like mm -hmm. there's this one certain bus stop by my house I always go to that bus stop because <laughs> it's perfect there's trees around uh there's like mountains everything there's everything around so I just go out there put my headphones in because I love music and I always kind of meditate through music or maybe it, it might be an instrumental, it just depends on what it is. It's always music. And that's when I just start, I guess, releasing all the negatives. There's even certain times, because angels will tell you the truth, you know, whether you want to hear it or not. There was a couple of times I kind of came a little down myself. They're like, nah, like, that's you. You that you chose to come down on yourself. And I'm like, thanks for the pep talk, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, but 
you know, they were right because I was choosing to kind of like come down on myself. So whatever. It's interesting. Sometimes we can have a certain level of perfectionism, I guess, knowing God. Like I find this in myself. If I'm going through a difficult time, I'm mad at myself for having to go through the difficult time. You know, I'm like, why can't I, at least this way, can I be in a great state? So there's actually compassion we have to show for ourselves when we're going through challenging times. Yeah, they'll tell me stuff like, you act like you don't know. Like, they, they speak my language. They're like, you act like you don't know. Like, all right, you're right. Stop, stop being down on yourself. Get up, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what are some of the after effects besides communicating with angels that you've experienced? Because we... You know, Peter gave a talk on his after effects. I gave a talk on my after effects, and they're pretty extensive. You know, mm -hmm. like what, uh, how life changes after a near-death experience. Life changes. Um, well, I've got really into trying to find those who are like emotionally messed up hmm. and spiritually in doubt of like their own spirituality and versus the ones that already know hmm. i'm kind of going for the ones that don't know hmm. because i was one of the ones who didn't know and i don't yeah. i didn't like that was torture that was hell in itself mm -hmm. so for me to actually see people still suffering especially when you're you know the truth you don't want to see anybody else suffer and so even like my own family members i'm like oh, i hate that i got to see them even though they treated me so bad they did this and that just just like you kind of hate to see them suffer because you love them did you yeah you have love you have love you don't even though like there's no good memories with these mm -hmm. people it's just like well, even though you did what you did i still don't want you to suffer mm -hmm. did suffering become something that you were concerned about too peter like it seems like in your work you've worked with yeah. Domestic violence and survivors, homeless, homeless yeah. strangulation, and yeah, uh, compassion for those who are wounded. I, I don't try to change them. I try to carry the light and the message, and I leave any sort of conversion they might have up to them. But but sometimes I'm not even interested in trying to bring the 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 the, um, the message itself through language. Sometimes it's just about getting them food on the table or helping the, the domestically abused person escape from the violence. Uh, it's very practical, um, but it, it has to do with alleviation of suffering. I mean, I know that I can't fix people. I can't solve uh, some family that's in a domestically abuse, a, abuse situation. I I, the best you can do is like rescue the kids, you know, um, or something like that. I can't really solve the problems beyond that, but we do what we can to help what we can, at the level that we're able to. Now me, I would go for the abuser and wonder why the heck are they abusing? Well, what is it that yeah, except for makes them feel like so horrible about true, themselves? That true, but in a situation that's desperate, you have to save the people who oh, are yeah, in danger definitely. first. And then in, in the domestic violence world, uh, the, the reason why people were able to continue to perpetrate the crimes uh, was that nobody was talking about it. And mm. so one of the things that uh, the, the community does is when we know that there's a, a perpetrator of violence, we say to that person, we know what you're doing. This is not a secret. We know you're abusing her. And just by calling them out, mm. um, you, you create a network around this person where they can't, they can't hide it anymore. And, and the, the person who's being abused 
uh, is safer as a result. Um, and sometimes the, the abusers do, do you know, they, they have reasons that they're abusive. They got abused, mm -hmm. and their grandma got abused, and it just comes down the family line. And yeah, we definitely want to help them, but uh, rescuing those who are in danger first is the priority. Yeah. But suffering in this world in general seems to be, that seems to be something that we come back from more aware of yeah. suffering. More compassionate. More compassionate, yeah. yeah right, yeah. And, and not blaming. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get angry at these people. Oh, yeah. Um, because I recognize that I'm as broken as they are. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 I know that only God is pure. Only God is whole. Only God is love. And, and everybody else here, we're all struggling. We're all suffering. And so um, I don't think it's helpful to point the finger at them without pointing the finger at myself. So yeah. to approach them with the compassion of knowing that I'm also a broken person. Like I'm not better than you. That's right, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and that's where healing begins, is with that, yeah, that, that moment where people, the light comes on and they're like, oh, I do want to address my own wounds because once you do, yeah. then you're able to live a purer life and you know see things more clearly. Did your angels um, communicate anything about healing to you, like emotional wounds or, because I think I just went to your talk and you said that, um, you know, you haven't gone to talk with a counselor no. after or any of that? No. I, I, like I said, when I realized I was loved, I started, how can I explain this? I got more confidence in myself after that when I realized I was loved. So at that point, I was like, well, maybe I am worth something then. Mm. So then you start thinking different. It's like a, a chain. Mm. I felt loved. Then I start changing the way I carry myself. Then I start changing the way I would dress. Then I start taking more care of like your hygiene. It's, and then it's like you do everything different and then people notice. And then you have more patience with people. You have more kindness, compassion mm -hmm. with people. And it's stuff that you don't think about. It just, it just comes. Yeah, yeah, so healing is And that's you're internal. already healed, so you're not thinking about, am I being healed? Because you already are, yeah. but you don't even know you're being healed. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Are you interested in, so one of the waves of the future that I believe, like healing comes from, is energy healing. You know, just the way the angels talk to us, or that energy. cosmic. It's everything. Yeah, but um, I really do appreciate energy work, and, and there, certainly at this conference, there's lots of energy workers. Are you open to that kind of thing? Yeah, that's my main mission. Yeah. Mm. That's okay. my main mission. So how's it, how's it work for you? What do you do? I, I guess I haven't really gotten to the energy thing yet, but in my videos, I try to... I'm, in, I'm at the point now where I'm just trying to get out everything I'm learning and telling everybody else what I'm learning. Like everything my angels tell me, I'm telling everybody now. Eventually, I'll get to the point where I can start talking. I actually talk about energy a lot. And because I even like tell people like maybe like the words you say cause like oh, spirits. Yeah. It really does. So it's like you say something bad that creates an actual like spirit because when you speak out words, they speak, they come as like spirits. Whether it's good or bad, it's going to happen. So it's better just to keep it good. It's better to love. It's better to be kind to someone, you know. And I believe in karma. What you do comes back. If, if you don't see it in this life, you heard from many NDEs, they see it in their life review. And feel exactly what 
they would do to the other person or what they, you know, what they said to the other person. Interesting. Well, maybe in your future you will be interested in energy work or even becoming an energy I'm sure worker. I will, yeah. but it's just, how can I say it? I guess I haven't, like, graduated to that, <laughs> to that point yet. Yeah, well, well, what did they say about the, he's at the six-year mark, and it, it took me 20 years mm. fully oh, embraced yeah. my near-death experience, me, but me there's more information about it, so yeah. I think people are pushing on a little quicker, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe you need a few more years of yeah, it's just, getting it's to that. Yeah, it's more things I have to, it's more things I have to learn first Yeah. before I, I already know it's more things I got to learn first. Mm -hmm. You got to crawl before you walk. And right now I'm crawling. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I'm just crawling with the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, the content will probably start changing. Who knows? I don't know what I'm going to be told. Cause when I do my videos, I never know what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. You just start talking. Yeah. So I literally just let my angels talk for me. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it started, it wasn't ever supposed to start off like that. I was supposed to start off with the subject. And then I kind of knew what I was going to say, but the first video, I didn't know what I was going to say. So then I was, I just winged it. Then after that, I did the, the next one like that. And I was like, I'm just going to do all my videos like this now <laughs> and see what happens. Half the stuff when I'm editing, I don't even know I said. Oh, interesting. And I honestly, a lot of times I really don't watch my videos because me, it's like, I'm not, I feel like I'm not really important. Like right now, I like, I want people to listen to what I'm saying. Yes, not, yes. Not I don't want to have to, yes, I don't want to have to edit and try to critique all this stuff. I'm just getting a message out and I want people to, I want people to hear exactly what my angels tell me. I think we would both agree that the message is more important than the messenger. Yes. yes. The message. Yes. The message mm -hmm. of love is way more important. Way more important. And most NDEers who come back, like I was shy. I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to speak publicly. And yet I was told I had to, yeah. you know, so that... It, it just opens up naturally the way it's meant to, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's part of it. Well, my battery is unfortunately running low, so I'm going to just ask you one question. I'll let Peter ask a question and then we'll just end. But what do you say and what do your angels say? What does your guidance say to those who are hurting like you were and, You're you know, loved. got to that point of, of wanting to commit suicide? You are loved. That's it. Well, you stole my thunder because I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, Chris, what's the most important in, in the briefest way you could say it? The most important message you have. You are loved. See, there you go. Yeah. And and you yours, are loved. Lisa, Trish, your message. <laughs> yeah, is that you're loved. I mean, and, it really is. And mine. Yeah. That you're loved. Yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's really simple. It it's really not is. complicated at all. And, and and love is all that remains, and all that matters, and all that mm -hmm. we take with us. Mm -hmm. and can't be love. You can't. You can't. With the most, with the, the only real hate, thing here. With the most hate in the world, you still can't be love. That's right. Love is the only real thing there is. It's the only thing you get to take with you. Yeah. All the love you gave away, you get to keep. All the love that was given to you, you get to keep. It's your treasure. But I can answer that question why it's like. I mean, I can answer oh, why cool. it's like that though. Say. The reason why it's Say. like that is because when you really think about it, we all came from love. Yeah. Exactly. So our core. <laughs> yes. So every person in the world. So every yes. person. Every person in the world came from love because they are right. from love. Because God. So is all love. the stuff they do, like all the bad stuff they do, deep down there's still that love there. Mm -hmm. The bad stuff wasn't always there, but mm -hmm. the love was always there. The original. The original source of every self is divine love. Yep. Yeah. And you know, 
I don't can't escape it. No, unfortunately, and, unfortunately. And I know that you got you had a second near death experience, Peter. And I don't know if you felt this, but I, I had a health scare once, and just as I was about to black out, all I felt was just total love for everyone, and I wanted you know from mm -hmm. my enemy to the yeah. people who wrong. I just mm -hmm. wanted to go have a great life. I love you, Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I mean, and it was all just love. Well, you know that that's all it was. Yeah. It was just love. It's just love. And we just get messed up along mm -hmm. the way, and we forget that we're just love. Mm -hmm. In every circumstance, the answer is always love. Yeah. Every single trial, always love. Always. That's the healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for talking with me. It's been awesome. And thank you, Peter, it's for been joining great. Glad to be here. It's been Chris, great. it was uh, great to meet you in person. Nice. Right. We talked a bunch on Facebook, and yeah. like, and you know, it's great. These are like real stars here. I'm just like the rookies, so I don't. Oh no. No 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 no. no, no, no. no see, see, we're all actually on the same team, and we're all in the same level because only one is above us, and that's the divine. Yeah. yeah. The rest of us, we're all just. We're, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like we're like spider webs from the divine. You know, like God is just like using us all in beautiful yeah. ways. We've just yeah. got a ray of that, yeah. that love. It's connecting. Well, all right. Thank you, beautiful light Shout souls. Out. And this has been fun. i got to figure out how to exit out. Exit out. Exit out. Exit out.